Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 193 of the No Podcast. We are no outside food or drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Tonight, no more Xbox Ones, exclamation point. <laughs> uh, Dangerous Dark Souls exploit. What could that be? Who's making more Star Wars games? Question mark. Blizzard announces new IP. Uh, is it going to be Microsoft related? Uh, NetEase establishes new studio. And Crytek's new shooter. But Crytek already has a shooter. What could this new one be? I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster Brant McKee. Newsmaster and Vita player. <laughs> I'm speechless. And all around uh, good guy and non-Vita player and non-news guy, Cesar Concepcion the second. Only three of those are true. <laughs> <laughs> Two-thirds, one-third. <laughs> Only three of those are true out of the three. So all of them, three, yeah. all three are true. <laughs> Vita player, news guy. Uh, you did news for like six months straight, so you get a pass, sir. Uh, in these almost two hundred episodes, you have been there and done that. No. Uh, I, 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 one day I'll get back on you're, it, but it's like three you're guys. Occupied. Three guys is um doing news is might be too much, so. I started news this week and I was like, uh, I, got, I got stuff I actually have to do. And then Brant came in and closed the door like he does. Brant's our yeah. closer. I was surprised I pulled it up. You hadn't changed the uh, episode number or the date or anything, but you added a, a whole story and the link and everything. So. so my thing is Brant does this. Brant knows I'm crazy about the episode titles or episode numbers. He's going to know. He's going to go in there and see I added news. He will update the date and the episode number. So I don't mess with that. I will never mess with that if I put news in there. <laughs> it is all you, Brant. Because I don't want you to make it 194, and then I'm like, welcome to episode 194. And then I have to do an edit where I put the right episode <laughs> number in there. Uh, the the speaking spell, the devil speaking spell again. Or you could just leave it, and then the episode after that would be uh, 194 part two. That would bother me. I could not let that fly. I've let a lot of things go as far as uh, almost said backgrounds because that's our changes background as far as um, templates and things like that. But that would that would actually bother me pretty bad. I wouldn't be able to handle that one. Uh, if you look at our SoundCloud, our episode, I posted episode two before episode one. So technically they are backwards. Sure. on our soundcloud and i think itunes even took that same name naming convention and and schematic so i think we have one and two backwards on on most sites but i'll let that go a long time ago we're 192 episodes past that yeah it's a long fucking time we're closing in on 200 what do y'all want to do for 200 um get an extra hour of sleep I'm okay with that, too. Brent, are you over the threshold of you've been on more than you weren't yet? I, th I feel like you're closing in on that. I feel like I you've know. been here longer so. than you weren't. No? I don't think so. I've been here, I think I started 116 or 117. Okay, okay. Something it's like getting that. close, then. It's getting close. Within the next couple months, we're, you're, you're going to get there. Because it feels like you've always been part of the show, somehow. And you were always contributing before you were here with us. But yeah. It I does, was. It does feel like you've always been here, almost. I, I'm probably one of the few people that has has listened to the um, pre-show shows. Those yeah, really, I, really early. Yeah, I sent you the demo ones. Shows. Yeah, 
because Russell Sesser and I were trying to do, we were recording shows that we never actually published while we were trying to figure out what our flow was and what we were going to do and all that stuff. Maybe this is more reminiscence for the 200th episode, but I used to sit there and try to write out an actual <laughs> introduction every episode. I'd try to have an actual like written script that I would follow, and it, would, it just got to the point where it's like, no, fuck this. Just throw something out there and get the ball rolling and then start the conversation, because that's what it always turns into. Yeah. That's the better part. It's not some rehearsed skit. Uh, I know, listeners, you're used to hearing this uh, very eloquent, well-thought-out uh podcast for two hours every week but obviously we're really just winging it <laughs> that's nothing to do with any of that 100 percent wing my whole life so oh uh, we're just going with the flow right yeah all right let's get into this news no more xbox ones this is kind of an older story but i feel like it was important enough to drop back and discuss this comes from engadget microsoft is no longer making xbox one consoles when was the last time you guys saw one, like, out in the wild or online or anything? It's Your been house. a minute. Yeah. My house. <laughs> I don't even have one in <laughs> on the open. They all mine's in storage. I have every model of the Xbox One, but none of them are actually yeah. hooked up. Yeah. I have a One X as my secondary console for if somebody wants to come over and play Halo. That's, like, the second best. Until yeah. I get a Series S. And they're getting closer and closer. Like, Woot had them for 280 and I was like, eh, I, I might jump on that, but... It was it was close enough, but hey, I man, don't so have nobody getting a serious S would be easy for you just to grab and go somewhere with it. So okay, so A, I'm not traveling very much. I'm always at home. <laughs> and B, if someone else was here playing co-op, like I like to have that second TV set up for, that would justify it and I would be all for it. But that's got to be rare. It's like once every six months or so. So it's not it doesn't quite justify it over the this the One X. And the One X doesn't look bad. Like, it's a... You can tell when I'm looking at my OLED playing Halo Infinite and I glance over at the Plasma playing Halo Infinite on the One X, I can tell a difference side by side. But I think if you were just to drop in there and, and play, it would not be that drastic. So, but the Series S at $299, it's very tempting. Very tempting. I think what will get me is they'll come out with some special Series S. Since that's one of their best selling, it'll be some, it'll have a Halo, you know, cover plate or something like that. And I'll be like, yep, now it's time. <laughs> Let's go. It'll come with a skin. I'll get a Warhog skin with my, I did it all for the Warhog skins. <laughs> I'll get it, put it over there. All right. So Engadget says it's been full steam ahead for Xbox Series X and S production since 2020. Microsoft and Sony are struggling to keep up with demand for the new consoles, while Sony plans to keep manufacturing the PlayStation 4 for the time being to make up for its shortfall of current gen consoles. The Xbox One is no more. We learned in July 2020 that Microsoft had discontinued the Xbox One X and One S Digital Edition by that point. Now it has emerged the company quietly stopped making the Xbox One S by the end of that year, too. Uh, quote, to focus on production of Series X and S, we stopped production for all Xbox One consoles by the end of 2020. Xbox's senior director of console product marketing, Cindy Walker, told The Verge. Um, I guess this was news, but not news. Like, we knew it was done, but it wasn't officially yeah. confirmed. Yeah. And this kind of came out after Sony said that, you know, because they're, they're still having... Uh, problems meeting the demand for ps5 that they're still 
plans to to move on with productions of of PS4s. Right, they're going to queue that, that back up. That it was only it was only they strongly million, denied. Right? Yeah, it was one million units predicted for this year, right? Which is not that's not anything. I guess that's just something in the supply chain. Yeah. Which, when you have so many PS4s already in the ecosystem, it's you know kind of struggling to get the ps5s out there you know they've, they've kind of uh backtracked and a lot of those ps5 exclusives are now releasing on both both generations of consoles so that's important because the, the start make, of this year you have horizon and you have gran turismo right so yeah, and then, you have a you have a legit reason to buy a brand new ps4 still at yeah. the beginning of this year and mm-hmm. then whenever god of war comes out that's gonna be another one i believe could that not get? And this is a this is an economic question, and I don't think any of us can really answer this. It's just speculation. But can that not get a price drop? Can we not get a PS4 Slim or whatever the most current architecture is of that for those titles? Can we not make that 199 or 249 or something like that? Can we not come into that like uh, Series S price point? Maybe around the holidays, but I, I doubt. While it's you know while it's still selling, I yeah. I mean, they they literally stopped doing the the summer play things when they were doing the deals or the holiday deals. So, not when there's a low uh, supply is supply issues. So I doubt it. And there's no way to do. See, this we talked a lot last week about the new PlayStation Now. What that could end up being, PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus. What that tier could be, right? Doesn't that seem like an answer would be a subscription service that gets you access to these type games or lets you buy? Let's say you buy Horizon uh forbidden west for 70 bucks digital and you can play that on your phone with a a dual sense or a dual shock 4 does that make sense in a consumer standpoint are there that many people who are willing to do that are there more than a million they're going to make a million ps4s this year are there more than a million people who would buy a digital copy of a of a new title whether that be the ps4 or ps5 SKU? i don't know where you get as far as you go streaming with that game you know, whether you get Horizon, the new Horizon on P- the PS5 or PS4 streaming one, I don't know what you get there. But would somebody be willing to do that and have a controller and play that on their phone? You know, the Stadia, the Stadia answer to this. We can't get the hardware out there, but here's something you already have. Or in the Stadia example, a Chromecast is 50 bucks where you can you can play these titles. Uh, I mean, I guess it's a possibility. I mean, Sony doesn't have that distribution system for that, so that's doubtful. So you're lean, you're saying Google did with the Chromecast and such, because you still can't put Stadia on a Chromecast, right? You have to buy the Google Stadia Chromecast. Well, even not even just that. I think the the, the cloud services and the streaming, because even right now with streaming PS3 games, it's not the best quality or just overall experience with PS now. And none of their recent, you think that, do you think this might be part of their next rollout? They have improved net code and that sort of thing where it, I, I, like I said, we're just speculating as far as this goes, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been really the next weird. For it's, that ecosystem? it's something to do with PS three. They're bringing PS three and something because there's been too many glitches with the, the store and PS3 games appearing as if you can buy them on PS5. And apparently there was some glitch um, just a few days ago where over overnight P3 
PS4 trophies were disappearing and like showed up as PS3 games for a little bit and then it got fixed. So, <laughs> so wild. it's there's so wild. Some weird stuff going on on there. Yeah. On, mm-hmm. and, and that's all back end stuff. I mean, that's yeah. that's not just some kind of technical glitch. That's somebody trying stuff out and seeing um, seeing what works, what doesn't work. Maybe accidentally going live on something where they're not supposed to. I'm sure they're testing something. I mean, because even like if you look in the my my PS2 and PS4 games, I noticed when I was fired at Wild Arms Three, it doesn't list it as a PS4 game anymore. It doesn't list it as anything. So it's weird stuff I see. What is it? It just calls it. Uh, it's, it's some blank. digital. It's, just, it's like a blank on my on my profile that I played Wild Arms Three, and like it's not showing it as a PS4 game anymore. So what platform were you on? So uh, who knows? Yeah, I mean it's not like I don't even think if you add that stuff, it's not like you can make that big of a difference because if you look in that digital store on PS3, most of that stuff's delisted. So I mean they will have to re-add that stuff back in the store. So they also noted that uh, God of War Ragnarok was PS4. Also, I didn't. I don't remember hearing that. Yeah. We discussed that already? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they let it slip through. So that makes, maybe, that maybe makes perfect sense, right? Your top first-party titles, if you had a way to stream those or play those without having to have that hardware connection, that that would make it, right? That would be huge. Yeah, I mean, because remember, this was a big deal when they said God of War was also on PS4 because everybody's like, well, it's not a true PS5 game. and They're holding it back and blah, blah, blah. Remember, that was that whole talk. Then, I remember that argument with Horizon and Gran Turismo. I don't remember with God of War. So that's yeah, it, it was it bad in God of War. Okay, because like they they legit like slid it in there. It was coming to PS4. So. Uh, Brent, I tried to talk a certain coworker of ours that has a PS4 into getting that combo skew thing that they have. I was like, you have the PS4 digital copy, and then I have the PS5 game. We split the cost. You have the game. You're good to go. And he's not a collector. He's not really a game or nothing. He's like, no, I want the disc. I want the copy on my shelf. <laughs> oh, my God, no. I was almost there. I was almost there. We, I could have had that day one. Oh. I was right there with you. Then he backed out. It's fine. All right. Uh, well, I guess, would you buy... Where are we going with this? Microsoft is no longer making Xbox One consoles. I have a Xbox One X that I got super cheap somehow. There was some glitch somewhere. And I have a One S, the SAT edition. I have the digital one that was some sort of, you know, buy this for 150 and get Game Pass for a month or two months or something. Uh, some weird thing that I got. So I have two of those. Is there any... Is there any reason outside of maybe landing Master Chief Collection or, well, a, an Xbox One will get you the cloud streaming. So you, you're going to connect to a Series X online and you can play yeah. Halo Infinite. Yeah, if you're doing the, so it does make sense. But why do you need that hardware? Why wouldn't you just use a Roku or something? Why would you not leverage one of those other partnerships? I think that's that's what I'm hung up on. Like, they and spent they, so much time telling us we don't need this hardware. And Microsoft is saying they're not making those anymore. But at the same time, that tech is there. Like, don't don't make us be tied to this anymore for those who are trying to get into these ecosystems. Not like us, not early adopters, not those who want the physical thing sitting on their shelf, but those who just want access to this libraries, you know? 
And, I mean, we've talked about it before where they didn't put out the possibility of maybe streaming to smart TVs or yeah. having a streaming stick or something come, right. come through eventually. So, Yeah, a console-specific streaming stick would be... I see that being the way things go, and that would be awesome. And they could, they could sub... It's not subcontract. What is the term for that? Subsidy. They could subsidy a lot of that with also including deals with Disney Pluses and Roku's and Netflix and people like that where you have, you know, when you get a Roku and you have the button on there that says Hulu or Disney Plus, you know, they're getting a they're getting a kickback from having that button built on that controller, hoping that that Roku owner is going to subscribe to one of those services, right? That's part of their Trojan horse thing behind that. You know, if you have a Sony or a Microsoft running out there trying to make those deals with those streaming services, you have a hell of a product in a, what, $40, $50 streaming stick? And then you have a controller. In Xbox's case, you have a controller you've been using already. Uh, In PlayStation's case, these top titles will also work on a DualShock 4. They've confirmed that with Gran Turismo, God of War, Horizon. That's at least your first what six to eight months of that of that deal, if that were a thing. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm thinking outside the box. That's that's something I would be looking at. No more Xbox Ones. Uh, Dark Souls Three. What is this? I did not read this one. So there is a exploit with Dark Souls Three uh, that could potentially let hackers control your entire computer. <laughs> And see, Yay. you know, potentially all of your private information, bank accounts, you know, whatever you keep on your your computer. Uh, there's some kind of uh, dangerous uh, remote code uh, remote code execution exploit found in Dark Souls Dark Souls Three, um, according to a report from Dextro, or what was it? Dexerto? I don't know. Dexerto. 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 But the uh, the the vulnerabilities only uh, found in the PC versions, um, and it's you know the PvP on the Dark Souls, but it could extend to Dark Souls um, one, two, uh, and Elden Ring. And right now they've shut down the servers in response. But at first, um, the exploit was found by this person, um, and they let uh, the the developers know. At least he tried to contact them and let them know. Mm. And they the kind Grim of sleeper. They kind can of. All, can we all acknowledge that's an amazing name? Yeah, <laughs> the Grim Sleeper. <laughs> but they kind of ignored him uh, up until the point where he uh, did a, a stream on Twitch. And showed the the exploit uh, working. Um, it's different when you teach others. Yeah. So he shows uh, had a had his game crashing. Uh, robotic voice belonging to Microsoft's text to speech generator. Microsoft Sam. <laughs> Which is usually uh, the the first thing that ever happens in all viruses is that's turned on. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And he, good exploit. 
it reports that you know the Microsoft PowerShell opened itself, um, and he signed in using the hacking program. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those things. All I want to know is, does this make Dark Souls possible to play past the first <laughs> enemy encounter <laughs> with the with the exploit? Let, can I get past somebody, the beginning? Yeah, is it playable for you? That's in. what you're trying to say? Is it making more? Yeah, play? I'll let them in. Play I'll let them you. in unwarranted. <laughs> It'll let hey. me beat that first skeleton thing. <laughs> Take my account information. Just beat the game for me. Yeah. There's my PayPal information. Fine. How do I get past that skeleton? While you're here, stealing my stuff. You got. Uh, Get past this boss for me. Yeah, I see those unauthorized uh, purchases, but at least I'm past the last save point that I was at. This is but sarcasm, yeah. by the way. We we joke. Uh, this is not okay. We've, we've we've talked about how Dark Souls is not our game, but oh, it's yeah. gonna be my game soon. I'm I'm firing a thing up. Oh, you're boy. jumping in. Yep. I gotta stream go back it. to the Let me know well. you're streaming it, and I will join you and just watch, and we can commentate back and forth. But, uh, you know, we don't As want you to disappear to... and become the fifth Hokage. <laughs> yeah, I, I got Yeah, because in the real is the fourth one, so I got to fight him. But we don't want anybody to uh, get hacked and have any information stolen or anything like that. And of course, yeah, hands. this uh, it shows that, yeah, they they acknowledged that there's a problem and they've taken all the. Uh, the what? You mean there's something broke with it? They had to wait till somebody goes up there and like, hey, your shit's fucked. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, somebody told them and they didn't they didn't respond at first. It wasn't this guys know what he's talking about. So. At least for the time being, the uh, the servers for uh, looks like all of the Dark Souls games have been taken offline for PvP. So, oh, no. Richard's not going to know how to live with himself anymore. Uh, I couldn't even beat PvE, so I never got to the P part. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get to the staircase and beat the one skeleton. Couldn't do that. Uh, you got further than I have. I don't think I even loaded the title screen yet. That's as far as I got. I've played three minutes of any Souls game. Uh, I played a lot of that uh, Jedi <laughs> respawn Star Wars game. Which had the stances and all that. I'm not going to say it's a Souls game, but... It can be difficult. I've got I enjoyed a lot that. of it except for the combat. And then I was like... Uh, the story, the platforming, all that was awesome. But I've got to put it on easy or super easy, or I'm just not going to play that or enjoy it. I enjoyed that whole game. You liked it? Yep. And speaking of come on, which... Come on, Brant. Just just fire up Dark Souls. Well, i got to be the guy. Star Wars of Dark Souls. Seems like Respawn is getting some more Star Wars games. Hell of a segue. What do you mean? They're getting three whole new star wars games one uh, of them's gonna be vr it's gotta be nah this was gamatsu from reporting sal romano <laughs> like uh, we have to look and see what the story it will be a story we will report when someone other than sal other romano than sal reports Ro- on gamatsu <laughs> <laughs> when he opens but the door ea and lucasfilm announced that um that respawn is getting three more titles uh, of course, the first one is going to be another game in the Jedi um, it, it, Jedi series. So Jedi Fallen Order or Jedi something. Jedi Academy. Yeah. Jedi Knight 2, Dark Forces 3. And that'll be your typical action-adventure game. Um, From Stig Asmussen. 
which God of War did he work on? Was that the third one? Yeah, I thought so. Uh, he was a Sony guy for a while. Okay, yeah. They'd like to trot him out there at a bunch of those conferences. Uh, the other game that Respawn is also leading development on is a first-person shooter. Dark Forces. Yeah, we don't know if that's that's probably not going to be another Battlefield or something like that. Speaking of which, I saw the voice actor for Kyle Katarn, I think his name was, the Dark Forces character. He passed away recently, very recently. Really? Dang. Dark Forces, and there was one other title, I believe, that he voiced, Carl. Kyle Katarn? Kyle? Carl? I want to say Carl. Kyle Katarn. I think it's Kyle. Hmm. I don't so, know. Sorry. It's a loss either way. Uh, What's the third game, Brant? And the last game that uh, is being... What is it? Respawn is involved in, but it's being uh, developed through a new, a different production company. Uh, Bit Reactor is a Star Wars strategy game. Like Star Wars Galaxies? Was it Galaxies? Mm. Galaxy at War. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, it's not Galaxy. Yeah, I just remember, I remember Galaxy selling stuff. the RTS. We sold a shit ton of them for some reason. Like, we weren't really a PC store, my retail location. Mm-hmm. And we got like five or six copies of this in. I was like, what is this? I wasn't I wasn't in PC gaming at all either. And that was pre, pre-Steam or right about the time Steam became a force. But a lot of people still didn't have broadband internet. And we sold every copy of that Empire at War game that we got. And I think I got the last one just because of the rush that was happening. Like, okay, I got to see what this is. So we're, they're so, not gonna they're not gonna make a sequel to your favorite game, Richard, the Star Wars Masters of Terror Sakasi. I've never played that one. <laughs> I know the fighting game you speak of. Okay, let's go with it. Favorite Star Wars game? What is the favorite Star Wars game you've ever played? Or top three? I probably can rattle off three. Yeah, there we go. I love Star Wars Pod Racer. I was about now, to say, is, I was about to say, now that's what, racing. that's what I call pod racing would that's have to be I in there. Uh, I also love Star Wars Battlefront. I notoriously, uh, Battlefront, my senior year of high school was a huge distraction and caused academic issues with Oof. my senior year uh, because it was that good. And I had, three other close friends who had Xboxes who were also in my class and would also rather play Battlefront than work on schoolwork. Uh, That's an important factor. What's my other, what would be a third favorite Star Wars game? Who else has got one? I never really fell for like Super Star Wars. Uh, My brother and I talked our cousin Mills into getting Super Star Wars for the Game Boy, or maybe it was just Star Wars. Which was um, a which was a decent platformer. Well, I mean, you said you liked uh, you liked Squadrons a lot. Rogue Squadron that that'll be my that'll be my cop out third pick. Yeah, that's a good, that's an excellent one. Dark Forces. I played Dark Forces on Mac back in the day. That was one of five Mac games we got. So before ancient history, before Steve Jobs came back to Apple, Apple licensed out that Mac OS nine architecture to just about anybody. So they were called they were called Mac clones, and my dad had purchased. I have it. It's, it's actually back behind me, but I have the 
the you know CPU the the box that it contained and it was a Mac clone but it wasn't made by Apple but it ran Mac OS 9 mm. and uh the computer teacher at the school that he worked at was a big Apple guy he recommended this one you know if you don't want to buy it cuz there what was the main there was no main Mac OS 9 machine right it wasn't until os 10 and the we got the imac with the bondi blue back and all that kind of stuff that apple really became like the software hardware integration that it was in the apple II and macintosh days right so we had this thing and <laughs> i guess as part of the i got you to buy this apple this apple clone that has because it was the first thing that had a modem in it so we we had the you know, the 56K. It was 56K. And I, that was the first internet machine we had. It replaced our Apple II. We had an Apple IIe that my dad had bought before I was born. And then I was in fifth grade and we had this uh, Mac clone that was our first internet machine. So it would, you know, the whole thing with, if you pick up the phone, it would kick the computer off and you'd hear that. You hear the squealing yeah. and all that, and we would you. use the we would use the Juno discs to get free internet and you know string those along every month and that kind of thing. And he gave us uh, like five or six games that were Mac games that were clones, and the best one out of all those was Warcraft: uh, Orcs versus Humans. My brother and I poured so many hours into playing that together, crowded around that that CRT. I've got it. I've actually got that in the next room. But it's a VGA CRT. I'm going to hook it up pretty soon. We had uh, the first Warcraft for Dreamcast. game. I will be playing uh, Virtual Tennis on it. That'll probably be the first thing I do. We had the first Warcraft. We had the first Diablo. We had Dark Forces. We had, uh, it was a dinosaur game. I can't remember the name of that one. It never did load correctly. And then we had one or two other ones. But this is this is right about the time because right after that, when my dad had got it, Steve Jobs came back and they announced Halo for the Mac, uh, the next Mac operating system, and all that kind of stuff. So it was it was a dark time for Halo or for Halo. It was a dark time for Apple, but we ended up getting a, a pretty decent computer out of that clone software. And Dark Forces was one of those. And Russell and I, that was a first person shooter that we could play at home, and it sounded good. It looked good. We played the shit out of Dark Forces, so that's probably in one of my top Star Wars titles. What about you guys? Never play Star Wars games. <laughs> I can't, I can't argue like with you. Um, Rogue, Rogue Squadron, Battlefront, Dark Forces, uh, uh, Pod I w- Racer. I will say Jedi Fallen Order was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's the probably Force the most I played, I played myself. It. The Force Unleashed. The one he's talking oh. about is probably the most I played myself. Was probably like five hours of that, but that's the most I've reported in the Star Wars game. So, Force Unleashed was very, very good. I liked, I loved that game. Yep. I remember playing it on console and then um, getting it uh, on the PSP as well because it was actually pretty dang good on the PSP. So, when my brother and I got our first PlayStation One, we bought it from a friend of ours who had just got the brand new PS2, and he had a PS1. He had the small one. And the first game we got was Final Fantasy VII. I think the second game we got was Metal Gear Solid because we knew we had to play these games. Uh, The third game we got, so we had something co-op and not something we had to swap the controller and our memory card on, was Jedi Power Battles. Does anybody remember that one for either PS1 or Dreamcast? Episode 1? Yeah, Episode 1, Jedi Power Battles. It wasn't bad. It was a hack and slash, like isometric style 
it wasn't awful. It wasn't, you know, none of these are, it's not a system seller. And I want to say the PS1 one ended up being the greatest hits, but it was okay. It was, it retold the story of the Phantom Menace through isometric hack and slash style, you know, basic platforming, that kind of thing. But it was co-op, so we made it, we made it fun regardless. And there's our thoughts on Star Wars games. So look forward to what Respawn has to do with the rest of them. Oh, Brant's reaching for one. Oh, it's reaching for Days Gone. Recent, recently bought it, and I need to uh, I need to play through it. The Knights original. of the Old Republic. That's yeah, I still haven't played through that 420. one either. So. I put four to five hours in it a couple of years ago on Xbox, and I was like, oh my god, this game's incredible. Right after I had started one of my first Mass Effect playthroughs before the most recent the one where I beat the first game. And uh, it still holds up. It's good. I'm, I'm interested to see what that remake is going to be. Is that one of the ones? That's not interest. That's not listed in these three, is it? Because that's a remake. Um, no, the, 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 that's the, the remake's Sony being remake. done by Aspire. Yeah, it's d- right. done by somebody else. But they poured all that stuff. Like Theirs is the port to Mac. Yeah, I guess somehow they, they're Switch. the ones that own the license to that one. That's weird how that stuff shakes out, right? Hey, man. Right almost now, like... Disney's uh, giving out to the highest bidder, so I don't think it matters to them. Yeah. It's almost like... Uh, I can't... Cesar, you'll probably remember the studio names. Sly Cooper. Like, they did the trilogy thing, and then it was enough for them to get the fourth one. Well, the Sansa or whatever it is. Sanzaru. Yeah. The yeah, ones that got bought by uh, Facebook, I think. Yeah. Oculus Studio, dedicated Oculus Studio. All right, look forward to those Star Wars games. Sands of Barland. That's a callback. Uh, Konami's sitting on a bunch of licenses. Um, Blizzard announces new survival game while still reeling from multiple controversies. This is an unannounced Blizzard title. It's a new IP. Their first, it's Overwatch, The Verge Notes. This is Ash Parrish. Uh, a week after the news, Microsoft will acquire Activision Blizzard and amidst news of a, alleged union-busting, labor strikes, unionization, and the continuing investigation of allegations of discrimination and abuse. Blizzard has announced it's working on a new IP. So, from from ashes comes the phoenix, maybe. Uh, the new game is the first new universe from Blizzard since Overwatch in 2016. It's been that long since Overwatch? Yeah. Wow. Um, it's also the studio's first survival game. While it's fairly common to announce games early to recruit new talent, Respawn Entertainment's announcement of its new Star Wars game contained job listings. Blizzard is facing a particularly challenging time when it comes to hiring. Talent acquisition and retention have been difficult for the developer, causing game delays as employees leave the developer at the heart of Activision Blizzard's legal troubles for more competitive jobs elsewhere. Uh, skipping ahead, in the game announcement on Blizzard's website, the studio says this new IP will be for PC and console, with Activision Blizzard sale to Microsoft pending. No word yet on if console includes PlayStation or is Xbox only. So look forward to a Microsoft-infused Blizzard survival game. The survival game. Yeah. Even though the photos that they posted online was like very wildernessy. Yeah. And very concept arty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here's what we want to do, like a storyboard type deal. Here's an MO. MMO. MMO. All right. Someone tell us about this new NetEase game studio. You just did. 
Established by who? <laughs> that he's you just did it again. Oh. Titled who? And then on to Crytek's new shooter. I'm Good trying to break away. I'm trying to break uh, away. We we talked uh, about this some months ago. Um Toshiro uh Nagoshi um got picked up or, or left Sega and went up. to like uh, <laughs> went to uh, NetEase uh, in order to form his own studio, uh, and it was announced uh, a couple days ago that they opened uh, Nagoshi Studios. So, of course, it's going to be led by Toshiro Nagoshi. Um, this is to just create and develop new games uh he'll act as uh president and ceo of that studio um to develop high quality console titles that will be released worldwide um of course he's known for his work with the yakuza series um in this article it lists quite a few people i believe it's eight other founding members of his studio um, kind of like the founding fathers, right? That's why they're listening to us. Uh, and most of them are people that worked at Sega, um, and have some experience either working with him with Yakuza or uh, past experience on working uh, with other titles as well. Um, there was some, what was it? Uh, Daisuke Saito, um, Daisuke, Daisuke, but he, the producer, he, in 1994, he was, uh, with Sega and worked in the AM2 department. Uh, and later, Did they make any good games? Offhand, don't know. Pretty much like Outrun and all that other bullshit. Yeah, they're legends. Uh, AM2 is like the top tier Sega Studio first party. Let's see, and he uh, was director and producer of Yakuza as well. Um, then uh, Kazuki Hosokawa. Also from Sega, uh, he worked with, uh, he was a designer in the Panzer Dragoon and Jet Set Radio series. Hey, we like those games. Um, later became Xbox art director. <laughs> later Noted later. Xbox franchises, Panzer Dragoon and <laughs> Jet Set Radio. Just a radio. He became the art director for Yakuza and uh, Judgment. Uh, Koji... Uh, Takeda. Uh, he Tokide. Tokide. Oh shit! He worked on the two F Zero games. Yep, he worked on the uh, the God Tier F Zero uh, games. He's also a programmer at Sega. <laughs> God Tier F Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Being the uh, AXGX. Yeah, the the GameCube arcade crossovers. Dude, I would like to have one of those arcade cabinets. That would dude. live 
That would be a good one to have, right? Like a F-Zero arcade cabinet? That would be yeah, pretty damn cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one and a bullshit Mario Kart one. Or the uh, Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's uh, Mansion would be arcade. a good one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something that's not available anywhere else. What you what you got to do is get a get a small business loan and just um build a Dave and Buster's and fill it up and then just shut it down and just take that stuff with you. Yeah. File Chapter Eleven. Take the uh, have have Brent come after the fact and um burn the place down. I've been right. robbed. Yeah. I don't know how this fire started. Uh, we're not um conspiring to commit insurance fraud just for anybody listening. Someone had a Brant McKee to the place. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I threw out Brant saying that way. They know instantly it's him. It's like, ah, that seems familiar. And it was Cesar all along. No, I don't. I do. I'd make sure I don't go to jail. So (laughs) by choice, (laughs) it would have to be a crime committed against me and I'm framed. That's the only way I'm going to jail. Let's see. Who else do we have here? (laughs) That's my philosophy, man. I'm not going to jail. Uh, Masao uh, Shiro uh, uh, Saki Masao Shiro Saki My philosophy It was involved in the development Of uh, Yakuza Hey man it's my one one rule I don't do jail What is your life's mantra I don't do jail jail. As he sits in a jail cell (laughs) I don't do jail man I just don't do it so sorry, how do you feel? You're you broke your one life's creed. Uh you're behind bars. I'm gonna, gonna have to find out what you feel about this. I don't know, man. I'm in I'm in the Leaf Village right now. I have nothing to do with Joe, so you are in the Leaf Village. Uh, I'm live in front of the Hokage Mountain. <laughs> I couldn't do the American Hokage in South Dakota. From the village hidden in the leaf. It's Saturday night. Yeah. Really, it's Wednesday night, but soon it'll be Friday night, and we'll do that meme from uh, Killer's Dead. (laughs) Not Killer's Uh, Dead. It's um the other Suda joint. Killer Seven. Killer Seven. Yeah, the one Killer game I have not played yet. I don't have that one on anything. I got it on PS2 and GameCube. That's all of them, right? GameCube is an expensive one. Yes. And it got released on like GOG and Steam, I think. I purchased the Steam one because it was like five ninety nine. I think that's the one I play. Thank all right, Brant, we might let you get to this new story. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brant. Yeah, go ahead. Man. Do we need to break down all these people? No, I'm just I'm going through. Yeah. Through them level quick. five. I'm not going through everything. Yeah. Um. How long is Judgment, by the way? I feel like I could play... I have Judgment on PS5. I feel like I could get into that one without having eight Yakuza's to try to catch up on. Is it solid? Yeah. On its own? It's a a while. It's not not short. Um, Uh, I'm looking. Continue, (laughs) Brant, as I look, and I'll fill that information for... uh, 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 more founding mem- members, Fujimoto. He was, uh, he worked with uh, the overseas manufacturers uh, at Sega, worked in IT roles. Um, uh, Haven't we all? I guess. Hopefully. 
Noku Noki Somia uh, joined Amusement uh, Vision Ltd. A Sega Corporation. Amusement As Vision was the arcade one, right? That was the mm-hmm. F Zero. Yeah, the other yeah. F Zero AX. Uh, Taichi. Uh, Ushioda. Ushi. Ushioda. Mm-hmm. Ushioda, yeah. Daichi Ushioda. Uh, it took uh, Richard. It took me forty hours. Wow. And that's with me not doing everything. I don't think I had forty hours on Switch last year. Yeah. So maybe not as accessible. I mean, if Richard got it on like um, Stadia, maybe. Yeah, because I'm just burning up Stadia. Uh, Stadia is for the old cats. I'm on Luna now. That way, I'm every time you're taking a dump and you do that, at least play an hour in the dump while you're taking a shit on the Benjo. Uh, you probably get it done after 40 days. Okay, so you guys know my Stadia history. I literally played PUBG and got a chicken dinner and <laughs> never played Stadia again. I never fired up anything. That was it. I went out on top on the game console, everything. I got that chicken dinner with the rando and I was done. I tried the the Phoenix Rising a couple of holidays ago. Immortals, Phoenix Rising, the Ubisoft Breath of the Wild. I heard Iron yeah. Phoenix from the play uh, from the Xbox. I saw I heard. I have that too. Stuck on that platform. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> moving on. Grant, we're derailing your whole conversation. My bad. Taichi uh, Yoshioda uh, worked with uh, Square and Level Five and Level Five. It's good. Sega. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toshiro Toshihiro Ando Toshihiro Ando uh, Also worked with Sega um, in, <laughs> He worked on the development of Power Smash What is Power Smash? I think uh, was that Genesis game? 96? Genesis game? 96, yeah It would have to have been what is Power Smash? It oh, sounds like Power Stone, but not 96. Mm-mm. After working on development of, for Power Smash and Saka, Sakatsuku, he worked as lead Sakatsuku, character yeah. designer on the Judgment series. Joined mm-hmm. Nagoshi Studio in January 2022. I fell in love with virtual racing while at university, and before I knew it, I was working at a game company. <laughs> yeah, Sure, we all stumble <laughs> into that. Was, uh, I fell in love with Donkey Kong Country. So I looked it up, Richard. It. You know, you know Power Smash very well. Power Smash. It's the Japanese name of a uh, virtual tennis. Oh, oh no way! This is my new favorite artist in game development. I will follow him wherever he goes. I will buy whatever game he is a part of day one. Power Smash. I guess that would be yeah, virtual tennis. Got a lot of virtual tennis. I've been craving some virtual tennis recently, so go for it. Don't be surprised if y'all hear me start up the 24 tennis games in 24 hour stream talk again. Don't I want to do it. I want to so, do uh, it. The Sakatsuku, it's a soccer management game. He plays a soccer coach. Okay. What was that on? That's our the first one. Maybe if it's a um, series. PS3 Vita. Say no more. <laughs> My favorite platforms. 
Your your favorite platforms are still relevant to this day. Uh, the Uncharted games I have beat. Uh, what are the Uncharted games Richard has beat? <laughs> All of them before and PS3 Legacy and Vita. One. Yeah. yeah, Vita one. Those are the two I have not beat. Four and Legacy. Good games, man. You got to get to them. I will be upgrading my digital copy to the ten dollar PS5 SKU very soon. Well done, sir. Will two you days play from now. Though? Is that Friday? It's Maybe two days from now. Yes. Maybe we'll see. I love an Uncharted game. I can't put them down when I start them. They are good. I, I don't know, man. Uncharted four. The, the, once you get past the beginning, you're good. It is a slow start, so just a heads up. That is it from the Sega um, Exodus to NetEase Games. Nagoshi Studio, led by Yakuza series creator Toshihiro Nagoshi. Last but not least, there is a new Crisis game, ladies and gentlemen. Following up on the highly successful Crisis 1, Crisis 2, <laughs> and Crisis 3, we have uh, the surprisingly titled Crisis 4. No currently in early, <laughs> Currently in early stages of development. It's the year as of Crisis, It is the year of force. As uh, the current, as the very first crisis still continues to push uh, graphics cards and Nintendo Switches to their limit. Uh, this comes from Sao Romano. Surprise, surprise. Ikabatsu, the fourth game in the Crisis series, is currently in development under the working title Crisis 4 developer Crytek announced. Do they still have, my only interest in Crytek was when they had the uh, pandemic people. That's poorly worded these days. Um, uh you talking about um free radical free radical yeah yes did they still have them under them or did those guys leave and do their own thing for the they're with the time deep silver stuff? who owns the that's time right. splitters ip that's why they're that's doing right. the time splitters reboot remember yep uh quote right now the game is in early stages of development so it will be a while yet but we wanted to bring you the news at this time as we are so hyped for the future and to let you know that we will be listening to our community said crytek ceo avni yearly in the announcement please buy our games that's what they're saying Cesar, just don't buy it too soon as yearly continued as development progresses we will release more details when we can but in the meantime know that our dedicated and talented team is working hard to bring you a truly next-gen shooter i always laugh at descriptions like that like <laughs> if i were to describe us if we were to put out a statement would we say but in the meantime know that our dedicated and talented team would be like uh but in the meantime that our, our, our ass, one newsman bram mckee will be that fucking slacker the... ass cesar and uh whenever they find time we'll yeah our team will get around to it uh, we'll have for, a full we'll have a full news team but until then our news correspondent bram mckee will handle the great great news stories bringing you all the news done. that you want from the animal yeah. crossing and listener turned contributor soon, slash. Soon <laughs> when your your Patreon bucks, we'll have Brent McKee only doing Animal Crossing updates. Since he's the and Animal George Crossing Costanza poses. Yeah, and or George Costanza photos. And he, and he sends them to you in Polaroids. That's the only way you can get them. He's not going to develop those in a photo hut. I have a camera in here, Brent. We can make this happen. <laughs> At the $10 tier, I have Brent McKee reenact your favorite George Costanza moments. Including uh, the Manzir episode. Included, and... but not limited to. That's what you want. 
and the Magic Loogie, in which Keith Hernandez supposedly spits on himself and Kramer, and they reenact the spitting and discover that it is Roger McDowell <laughs> in the grassy <laughs> knoll. <laughs> or you, you uh, paid a thousand dollar Patreon feed, and we'll have him recreate the Frogger episode. Yep, and in we'll one of the streets of Atlanta. We'll have a uh, Festivus uh, celebration episode, and I will eventually eat a Twinkie out of a trash can. There we go. Uh, the Festivus episode will not be special because I've been airing grievances with you people for many episodes now. <laughs> oh, and every single recording is a feat of strength. So, <laughs> only only we could bring this podcast for, back to Seinfeld for twenty dollars a month. I'll even yell fire and uh, push an old lady and kids over while I'm running. <laughs> oh, <that'll laughs> <the door. laughs> Save yourselves! <laughs> just goes. He's a despicable human being. Oh, but remember the bits where they are all abstaining from yes relations, and he is teaching oh, Bernie Williams. He's teaching he's teaching Bernie Williams and Derek Jeter how to how to hit. He's at Yankee Stadium just cranking out home runs. He's like, it's all in the wrist. Just watch. He's hitting he's hitting these bombs. Oh, Seinfeld, we need you back. Uh, until Kirby then, just watch, good, I was about to say, until then, just watch Curb. Yeah. Curb is pretty damn good. I was. I love those four characters, though. I would watch those four characters now. Please give us pandemic-era Seinfeld. Well, if you watch Curb, there's a whole season dedicated to a Seinfeld reunion. Yeah. That is true. God bless Larry David. Uh, games played, um, there's not been much. We recorded what, three days ago, yeah. as most people will know. Well, we, fin- we finished the news already? Well done. Did we not? I We're don't know. 53 minutes in, I'm we hoping. I was, I was trying to give you a pat <laughs> on the back here. I was trying oh, to let, take a pat. Yep. News never, never, let news never end. Brent and I were trying to pat ourselves on the back, and we just dabbed instead. <gasps> and he has the hiccups. And Cesar is on Dragon Ball something. I'm playing Namek. That's Namek, dude. Yeah. Come on. Kamek from uh, Super Mario World, the the flying Koopa magician. Trying, uh, I'm trying to stay out of this uh, battle with uh, Frieza here. I don't know what the fuck he's doing back there. Now, where is Cesar? How many Dragon oh, Balls um, does uh, he have? On-site correspondent Namek. <laughs> Ocelot. Is that what y'all were going for? Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. Next time. Uh, games played. Uh, I played a little bit more Legend of Dragoon. I talked last week about my TV turning off. Uh, I played some more this week. Is it broken? Is it dead? It did the same thing right after I sent you all that. Oh, no. I was wondering what you were saying. Like, it's okay now. And I was like, that's why I sent you the question mark. Like, what the fuck? But I was nervous. So I went in and I I have configured the CRT to my liking, right? I have higher contrast. I have higher picture quality. I have low brightness. And that has made it cut off twice and i don't know if it's dirty power i've tried a different power source and i'm still getting the same thing but i get no indication the tv turns on everything looks fine until it just it's like you're hitting power and it just turns off it makes me think it's a power supply issue but i changed the video settings on the tv i took it out of the custom stuff and i turned it on to like movie which is not as colorful as i like from a crt image but it's still it still gives you that vibe. Like I know what I'm looking at 
and I was able to play more of Le- Legend of Dragoon, and it did not shut off on me. I'm not saying that's the ultimate fix, but I'm also in shambles because I do not want to lose this TV. Um, I think what's going to happen, and I came to this realization today as I was trying to think of how I want to discuss this. Uh, Brent, I'm looking at your setup back there. You have your current-gen TV, and you have a CRT. You have those setups, and I may get to where I I haven't I, so I have a 55 inch LG OLED that I play all my current gen stuff on and I have a RetroTINK 5X which I showed you guys a couple weeks ago it's still right here next to me yeah um I was I have been chasing this perfect CRT image quality for so long and I bought so many CRTs for us to play Halo Land parties on and it's been a while since we, luckily in January 2020, we were able to do one. There was a virus in a faraway country, and we didn't know it was going to turn into, I mean, we're still we're still dealing with it two years later, right? And I, I, I'm so fortunate all the time, whenever I look back at those pictures, or Brent finds them on Facebook <laughs> on some random thread, <laughs> Brent will see a picture of my old living room with our Halo setup, and it's just... Or, or on somebody's Reddit claiming uh, supremacy. Yeah. Those pictures have been making the rounds, and and most listeners, I think, were part of that event. But um, it was awesome, and that was a that was a point in time. And I I have started to come around thinking maybe I don't need to have a CRT always available to play games on. I have this RetroTINK 5X. Maybe I find the right setting, and I quit fighting geometry and. Uh, color issues and all these other things and I just start playing games I, I set the retro tank to the side and I set it up as an input and I hook up whatever I want to play at the time and I play it over that on my OLED maybe that's just yeah. part so I've realized I put up barriers for certain things and I think some of that is with gaming like Cesar in the past two months has beat games that have been on my list for decades at this point and it's because i have in my mind like i'm not playing it the right way i need to do this the right way and cesar played panzer dragoon saga and police nuts and had a blast with both and talked about both of those on this podcast and all i've done is put up these walls of you're not playing it the right way you're not doing it the the way it's meant to be seen and that kind of stuff i have the equipment to do that I have that retro tank. I have an OLED. You have a Polymega, even. I have a Polymega. I have these things that will make it so much easier than trying to shoehorn all this old hardware and find a CRT with the geometry that I like and the colors and the size and I'm sitting the right distance back from it and I've got original hardware hooked up to it and do I use SCART to component or do I use S-Video or that's not the right S-Video cable it's got cross bleed from the composite because it's cheap. And, you know, how long do I deal with that shit instead of just hooking something up to a retro tank and playing on my OLED and actually playing games? So I'll report on this, I'm sure, from here on out. I've still got these CRTs. I'm not going to get rid of them. There's a stack of them over there that y'all may or not be able to see. Um, I can't see anything, always... sir. You're doing well. Yeah, and I'll always have them for Halo, and we'll be doing LAN parties hopefully sooner than later, and I cannot wait to do those again. But I'm not going to – I I think I'm 
I'm not going to say I'm ready now, but I may get to the point where I just want to play games and just just put it up on what I currently have and, you know, let it be the best of both worlds and that sort of thing and sort of consolidate my setup. I have three TVs in my gaming setup currently. What if I could just funnel that into one? Then I have more room for consoles. I have more room for hookups. I can uh, make sure I have enough switches set up to to funnel everything old school into that retro tink. I can use uh, the other HDMI port for PS3, uh, 360, Wii. I have splitters for all that kind of stuff. You know, I can I could set that up and not have to deal with all these different. Well, I need this perfect uh, display mode for this type game. So uh, we'll see. I moved up to the the next part of Legend of Dragoon, and I saved after that because I was afraid of being in the middle of my lunch break again and not. <laughs> I leveled up once, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to leave this behind. I need to save, and I backed out of the little area that I was in so that I could save. But uh, those are my games played from the past couple days since we last recorded and my potential revelation for display modes. As a side note, I also told... Uh, Mrs. B at some point when I was convincing her that we needed an OLED in the house. This is it. This is the last display I'll need. I don't need anything else. I can I could put everything else on this and I'll be happy. And so I've gotten that thrown back in my face a couple times like, you don't need another TV. I thought this was going to replace all these other ones. So we'll see how Ooh. that plays out. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got like I have some good geometry ones that are just smaller. I thought I had yeah. found the perfect. And so this is one of my newer ones, I guess you could say, but we played through all of Luigi's mansion with my kids and my brother with it. So if it ends up being, that's all I got out of it. That's good. I'm happy yeah. it did. It's, you know, it had its service. So we'll see. I may hook up another couple things. I may, um, this was a great option for all of my old school stuff. So I'm talking pre 360 PS3 Wii U because it has component and S video. So a device that didn't have component um, native output naturally, I could use S video. So that means at the moment I had Saturn, Dreamcast, N64, Super Nintendo, Genesis, uh, original Xbox and PS2. I had all those hooked up to this one console and I could switch between my two switches and my two inputs. So maybe more of it's just me building up this display. You know, I could, it's a 32 inch TV, I believe. So I could take that one down potentially and put up two smaller ones and have, and utilize both of those inputs and have, uh, equal, distribution of consoles across those two TVs, but it'd just be a smaller size, but uh, I'm starting to get more and more towards, you bought this RetroTink uh, like six months ago. I bought the the 2X Pro and haven't even utilized it to that. Um, the only time I used that is when Cesar and I were streaming Silent Hill 2 and uh, Siren, and that was, that was two years ago at this point, so... You know, when do I actually break these out and use them and, and utilize those? So it it may be coming soon. And I've seen Cesar showing in the background. He's been showing us uh, TurboGrafx CD Rondo of Blood, and he's been showing us 
uh, screenshots of Panzer Dragoon Saga and things like that. And uh, we've talked about on this podcast, scan lines have come a long ways and, and color quality and image quality and things like that. That that And input lag, those gaps are narrowing. They, they aren't what they were when I started collecting these CRTs to play Halo for LAN parties and such. So we'll see. I may be at a crossroads. So this may be an important episode we can look back on later, but those are my games played and my soapbox for input lag and displays and 30 plus years of gaming and 30 plus years of gaming in the future. Is your, is your platform going to re-advocate that uh, we just re- start building CRTs again? <laughs> uh, I would love that. I would purchase a brand new one. So what you have to do is uh, invent some kind of uh, operating system virus that goes through and destroys every modern TV. And they're like, there's no way we can make another modern TV. So let's go back from the start. Sir, I have dreams about digital things being destroyed through some sort of radio wave or weapon or something. And then those of us who have held on to uh, cassette decks and (laughs) Nintendos and CRTs and... See early CDs. We're the ones who still have a library, right? Which is stupid, but when you when you start traveling down that road of preservation and technology that's going to be around for years to come versus years past, y'all saw that CDs in 2021 were higher than I think since like 2002, I believe. Yeah. And I've bought a lot of CDs. I talked about Metallica last weekend, but I've gotten five Metallica CDs for $5 a piece, like remastered. Uh, they're the digi Digipack ones, so they're the, like the cardboard. Remastered. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mind them because it still has the liner notes and it still has like the, the lyrics and all that stuff in the booklet. But uh, CDs have made a big comeback and they did not outsell vinyl last year. Final outsold CDs last year, mm. which is like <laughs> so wild to me. It was just a niche market, and no, what was what's crazy is that um, there's new release cassette tapes coming out. So yeah, and a bunch of game soundtracks, like game soundtracks over the past couple of years have been cassette tapes, which is pure nostalgia. I will argue for vinyl. I will argue for CD. Cassette tapes are not no. a preferred medium. <laughs> Not. I mean, it's an analog tape, sure, but you are getting a, an extreme downgrade in quality over CD or vinyl, no matter which way you try to pitch it. But and I, it's cool for the nostalgia and for having a Walkman and yeah. for it being portable and all this kind of thing. I get that. You don't have to have a CD and that sort of thing. But the, that is a pure nostalgia stretch. No one is bringing back or buying uh, cassette tapes except for pure nostalgia's sake. Uh, you never know, man. Somebody might bring back some 8-tracks. So. I have seen 8-tracks. I have never listened to playback of an 8-track. I remember it blew people's minds when they had 8-track players and put in cars. They're like, oh, you bring home media with me in the vehicle? I had a coworker who was a much older coworker when I first started at my current place of employment. And he worked at a car wash and he would jump in the car as the car was starting to go through the car wash to detail the interior. And he would look at their eight track selection and he would grab an eight track tape out of it and 
place it in his pocket it's and horrible. get out of the car when That's it was horrible. Out of the car wow. wash. <laughs> that is horrible. Uh, these are memories. <laughs> it is what it is. I wasn't the track thief. I'm I'm just telling someone else's story. Uh, so sorry. Tell us about Ooh. your find that guy and say boo. Adventures in uh, physical media. Me? Uh, sure. Uh, the only thing I, you know, I've been fucking around and playing uh, Rondo Blood and Symphony of the Night, but I played those before. Do, 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 do. What about the um, game we bullied you into actually picking back up and, and but, finishing? Yeah, tell us about the. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. get to that next because I'm almost Bush. done. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking platinum that game. I'm gonna platinum Symphony of the Night and Rondo Blood. So, oh. uh, I will own that one. And then, are you uh, following a guide or are you just winging it? Uh, it's. I'm just—it's from when I remembered it, man. It's literally when we were watching you know, those football games were going on. It's literally just me playing Castlevania with the football games in the background as I watched the football games. Because like Castlevania, I played it so many times. Something tonight, it's like it's just like it's comfort food, man. It's just like going through and yeah. fighting through there. It's, I know where I need to go to. I don't have to sit there and, and look at it and figure out what's going on. It's just—it's just all right. I need to go here next. All right, I need to go over here next. You know, I mean that's pretty much what it is. So, I man, when uh, when the when those the when that that great weekend of football happened and I was like I didn't the I wanted to play something. greatest. Ever, mm-hmm. I will cut you off and state that we will Fucking never psycho. see another weekend as great as those four games. They were incredible. I will use the the Japanese uh, adjectives of uh, psycho and uh, Mark Snyder has invited me to Halo Infinite. Uh, and um, right now, exactly right now, just I'm, he's blowing me up with notifications. I uh, just got invited to a party. Uh, he wants me to play that versus uh, doing the podcast with you guys. <laughs> Does he um, not know? <laughs> I, that's when you were sending me invites and thought I was still online. Uh, it's because of my computer. I'm, I'm always on Xbox. Um, all right. I, yeah, let me finish up here. So, yeah, I did that. I'm like Are three hours play? in the I'm trying night. to let I'm him know. Start. Are we going to play after this? Yeah, we can. <laughs> I might. Uh, I gotta, um, I gotta, outside of that, hope. Resident Evil 4, uh, as you guys were saying, you bullied me into it as it's something on my list of games that I, I want to get off um, my backlog. So I'm like, uh, I'm in chat. Just hit chapter three before we started recording today. So I'm in the castle. This is officially the part where I quit on the PS2 uh, 15 years ago. Did so, you start a new profile or you picked up an old one? I, I did it on PS3. So uh, uh, PS4. I have it on. Well, I have it on everything. So I, I just, it was easy a, for me just to do PS4. So you picked whatever. up a new, you started a brand new game? It's from scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. As Brent had saw, as I put a clip on there, where I had to fight as they keep taking Ashley away. Man, that's the bullshit. That's the whole game. Like, I showed Renee. Renee's like, I never had that many issues with it. I was like, it's all it is for me is nonstop. I shoot the guy to pick up her up. I shoot that guy and somebody else picks her up. I shoot that guy and somebody else picks her up. And then she runs into a bear trap. And I'm like, eventually he'll figure out how to use her as bait in order to kill off everybody and then just go get her. I mean, there was one more. I I had to fight the El El, uh, Gigante. For the second yeah. time, yeah. so I took the right path on the set of the left one with all the zombies. I was like, ah, I'll just do the right path and and fight him once. Legit, where she just points to the rock and is like Leon, and then just waits there, and then he comes to her and just freaks out, and then I can't do anything because I shoot the rock and it misses him, and he just kills her instantly. And it's, I, that happened five times before. I was like, all right, this is what <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna leave you here, get the cutscene to go, and like Eric, come over here so she can run all the way to me instead of her just sitting there pointing at the rock and just waiting there. For her to for her to get killed, I, that was legit my way around that. So I've never had that it problem. Worked. 
I, I, I think I recorded that too because it was nonstop. She died five times because she just like, oh, Leon. And then she just did this and cowered. And there's nothing I could do. There was nothing I could literally do. He was like, he would get there before the rock would hit him and kill her instantly. So this is the bullshit I did with this game. I hate this babysitter simulator game. I hate it. I hate it so much. I babysitter hate simulator. <laughs> I hate it. So oddly enough, I have, I'm, I have unlimited ammo. I find, I'm finding ammo everywhere. So I'm like, I, I got a shit ton of ammo. I, like, I don't remember there being this much ammo in there. But uh, I have to deal with her bullshit. So yeah. So essentially, I got like four hours into it. I'm in start of chapter 3-1. I'm in the bullshit where they kept taking her and going through the door. And this is where I quit on the PS2 one. Um, have at it. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finally beat this game. That way, the only Resident Evil game nice. I haven't yet will be Code Veronica and Six. Oh. So, and then after that, I've beaten every Resident Evil game. So, Good Six goal. just feels like a like a Naruto filler episode. It's just so hard for me to get through Six. I try every year, like I'm gonna play Six, and then I can the try to get through it. Like, Bay watch, film. is it co-op? Like, watch 20 hours of Naruto fillers back to back. Let's oh, try God. a co-op or play with one of the two of us co-op. Let's try it out. I'm still waiting on the Island of Resident Evil 5 co-op with you. I haven't left there. They've been there for three years. Chris is looking I've around like what's happened? Twice, I think, since then. Yeah. He's like, what the hell's going on? These guys just left me fucking here. Chicken eggs. Yeah. Chicken That's eggs it. and the like the tiki masks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, that's it, Brent. Take us home. Yeah, man, finish it out. Um, I didn't. I didn't get to do too much. Um. I was on the last uh, level of Klonoa, and that's just got some some really bullshit like platforming bits. Let's, let's make uh, the game last longer. Let's make the platforming harder. You're playing the. You remember you're playing from a company who make Dark Souls. You're playing the yeah. Dark Souls of platformers. But they literally like right before I got to uh, we, we started or no even we we were in the middle of about to record and I got to finally got to the end and uh i just have the final boss to to defeat there um other than that i did play uh the door to phantom phantom mile yeah phantom melee other than that there were actually a bunch of games that i wanted to uh purchase from the PS3 and PS Vita stores. And of oh. course, of course at first I forgot that oh yeah, you can't use your credit card. So I had yep. to load up um I still had some some play money from uh from Christmas. So I loaded up $100 on there. Okay. And I go into the PS3 store. And I start loading up some PS1 titles and some, you know, some I different things. I was doing things. the same recently. I need to get that Ratchet collection. Um, and f- the max amount of games your cart can hold on PS3 is 10 items. You Good can't go know. past 10 items. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'll go ahead and check out and then I'll come back. So I go to oh, check out. You didn't have money before you went in that store, did you? No, I did. I did. Because at first... Bit. At first, I I didn't, and then I was like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot about that. And Have to. So, get this. I go through checkout. It shows me everything. I say, you know, next, and it brings up this notification saying the last time you logged in was on another console. Please verify by confirming this credit card information on your account. 
I'm like, there's money. Why do I need to verify? Plus, PS3 can't even mm. use the credit card. Right. So I just go, okay, and I put in the my current credit card information. Like, it's already got the number and everything there. It makes me put in, like, the date and the um, CVC. And then it, it clicks out and says, um, could not validate. If you no longer have this card, you can go to, you know, account, payments, in you know, delete payment and update payments and blah, blah, blah. I went to my account on my phone and just, just checked. I only have one card on there. On my whole account. Okay. So I went back through the process again. It would not verify. So you haven't been able to buy a game at all? Is that what the story so, is? I was able to go through the... You Vita hacked your PS3. I was able to go through the uh, the Vita store, actually, and buy um, several games. Um, and is that live on the Vita? You can fire up the Vita and go to the store? Yeah. Still? Yeah. I didn't think that worked anymore. No, it works. Yeah, it's, they, kept, they only they kept, shut up. Yeah, they only yeah. shut up the, the, the PSP store. Yeah, so. it's PSP store. Uh, but you can still get PSP games and... Um, um, PS1 games and, and stuff through that. PS1 class. And that's the thing, is I was able to to get a bunch of these PS1 games on here uh, and then go back to the PS3 and go to download history and get them. put them on the PS3 as well. But there's PS2 games, um, PS3 games, and even some PS1 games that don't come up on the Vita because they decided through you know, whatever, for whatever reasoning. To segment some, those yeah. pages, yeah. And some PS, um, some PS1 games work only on PS3 and PSP and don't, aren't compatible with Vita, even though they all work with Vita. Every I got in kit. that, I got in that small window where they opened it up and there, or it was an error. Like, I have yeah. Crash. It transferred. Yeah. Very, yeah. It was the like a one weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they did that. Like, why is that not a thing? Every why is that not title. a thing all the time? So you can I'm do sure, it. I'm sure it makes you to want to lead li- towards. It's something yeah. to do with licensing. That's what it is. You can do it with alternate methods. And the other weird thing is alternate storm. You can, you know, PSP games. Most of them work on PSP and Vita, and a lot of them more work with PS3. But there's even certain titles that don't work on ps3 like i know i have what is it um fat princess uh fistful of cake for the psp and that's mm-hmm. that's how it'll boot up on ps3 and then what did i download i'm trying to remember tokyo jungle it might have been and cesar's cesar's gonna love this list i think it was i think it was breath of fire 3 would not fire up on ps3 Really? Yeah. It didn't work at all, or you couldn't no, get to the score page, or what? No, no, no. It, it just—I was able to download it on there, but it was—it like every time I clicked on it. I thought Breath of Fire Three was a. Did they, did they ever do a PS One classic for that one? I thought nah. that was a PSP only game. It's PSP, and that's the mm-hmm. thing is it—it it says you can oh. transfer this game to PSP, but this will not work on PS Three. So. Ah, uh, that's the one we imported, Cesar. We bought that twenty years ago. It seems yeah. like. Yeah, I got my physical Holy copy on PSP. Yeah. So mm-hmm. of, of course I had downloaded my physical Lenoa. one on PS1. 
but I got, um, while I still could, uh, Vagrant Story, Wild Arms 1 and 2, Good games. Uh, Dino Crisis 1 and 2, Parasite Eve 1 and 2. Good games. Uh, went ahead and pick up, picked up uh, Chrono Trigger. Slow No Trigger? <laughs> it's Slow No Trigger. Yeah. You're, you hit menu, it's going to be 15 seconds. It's oh, lost. no. It's bad. And that one, they even have like but you get the anime cutscenes. Yeah, I was about to say there's like a little banner on it too that shows that it's like I think it was 2012's like game, like some kind of pick for that year. Um, we didn't know we didn't know at that time we had it so good. Yeah, we had 360 and like live arcade and backwards compatibility. We had PS3 with PS1 classics and all those like indie titles on the store. We had the Wii and Virtual Console. We had DS. We had PSP giving us all kind of backwards compatibility yep. stuff and and new titles on UMD. We had DS, which still worked with Game Boy Advance. We didn't know how good it was then, right? That was that was not a bad era until the very end of that HD era where things did not play well. For what they were trying to do with the tech, you know, because yeah. it was already five or six years behind PC and such. But that was that was fun. That was a good time to be into gaming. I had so much fun collecting for those and playing those and downloading titles. And that was a good time. We had we had access to so much back catalog between original Xbox, uh, PS1, PS2 and the virtual console. Yeah. Some people say, you know, you might have spent $5 on virtual console games every week or two. And did you play those? Did you not versus Nintendo Switch Online? But I, I still like having choice. Yeah. I still like knowing I'm going to buy this and I'm going to own this until Nintendo turns off the store. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's not I'm not at the whim of uh, they're going to give us Banjo-Kazooie and then they're going to give us Majora's Mask. When? We don't know. Instead of, here's Banjo-Kazooie, it's 8 bucks. Here's Majora's Mask, it's $10. Here's uh, Military Madness, it's $4. You know, that sort of thing. Here's Legend of Dragoon, a uh, game I'm playing right now. I think it came out for 10 or 5 It was one of those yeah, higher like, tier. I think it's around 10 bucks. Yeah. I bought that for forever ago. Uh, we talked about it. I think Cesar and I have a thread. We, we were texting back and forth when they announced it. I was like, holy shit, it's it's finally coming out. PlayStation Classic. But yeah, I got um, rounding out uh, Breath of Fire 3, Breath of Fire 4, and Lunar Silver Star Harmony. Hell yes. I was going to get um, Silent Hill, and I think I wanted to get a digital copy of, like, yeah, the Ratchet and Clank collection and that Sly collection. I mean, I've got the Sly collection for the Vita, and I guess I have a Vita TV, so. I have the Sly and Jack collections open on PS3, so I can play those. For some reason, my Ratchet collection stayed sealed all this time. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at, do I pay 20 to get the digital one, like I'm going to play it, or do I leave that one sealed, or do I open that one and lose whatever its perceived value is on the sealed after all these years, my believe it or not, all my years of I'll buy this and throw it on the shelf and maybe I'll play it or maybe I won't has left me with a ton of sealed copies of yeah. games. So it's it's almost a byproduct of 
you know, buying cheap games and just throwing them up there that they end up being worth more than that down the road. I'm not selling anything, but that value is going up with retro gaming. And we've seen that with the stuff we were trying to collect with, you know, N64 and Genesis and Super Nintendo and all that. So it's, it's coming soon for those early HD consoles. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing is there's now, unless I can find a way uh, like a workaround or something to be able to get those titles off the PS3. I mean, I'm effectively locked out of those at the moment. Um, Keep your PS3. Uh, yeah, I guess. Keep it. Maybe there's some alternative methods, but alternate storefronts. Alternate storefronts. Um. So yeah, I mean that that wound up taking up a decent amount of time, being you know kind of a headache trying to get through all that, and I forgot how just horrendous searching for things on PS3 is, because it wasn't it's slow. You go to, and you find not, what you want. So and it's not slow. only slow. It's just because downloading is slow, but the storefront's kind of slow. And then you go to search, and it's just, here's a list of letters. Pick the first letter. Pick the second letter. Pick the third letter. And hopefully exactly what you're looking for is kind of in that. And And a lot of times it uses like an algorithm to kind of pare down the number of letters you have as you Try keep. Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and and by slow we don't mean like download speed. It will literally queue the download. Like let's say you want to do Ratchet and Clank Collection, you'll click download. It'll give you probably thirty seconds to a minute and a half before it will let you download, download in, background in background because it assumed when you downloaded that you would be sitting there looking at it. I guess you know but if you're trying to do a mass of these at a time you have to wait for it to download to background you have to queue that okay that and then you have to wait for that to load to where it will go in the background it just oh and then and, not no not only that and then once you download it it pops up a little bubble and you have to install install <laughs> people i when ps4 oh came gosh. out it was a revelation as far as the quickness and the intuitiveness of that os and the downloads and all that stuff yeah PS3, when you when you dip back to there, it's so it's basically back, you, you're saying it all changed when they stopped getting uh, Ken Kutaragi to start designing stop designing the consoles is what you're telling me. I guess so. Yes, uh, Cerny, we're now living in Cerny vision. It's the true outcome of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I think Cerny, he didn't he do the Vita also? Yeah, or something to do with Vita. He's a Vita architect. I want a new Sony handheld. I, I, I know we're, again, we're not the right example because we will be there day one for a lot of that stuff. But I would love another Sony dedicated handheld, like a Stream Deck or something that would dedicated yeah. stream those digital libraries that I have across PS1 through PS5. That would be amazing. And not be remote play. Yeah. Make it a dedicated thing that does this. That would be so awesome. I remember when the Vita came out and like I had gone to the to the specific retailer that day that I um that I went to and pre-ordered and I finished paying it off. And you pre-ordered your copy and, of Little Deviants with it too. I got uh, Little Deviants at launch. I got Little Deviants with it and I got one other game and I can't even remember what the other game was. Um what did y'all get? What did y'all get at launch for Vita? I'm trying to remember. Target did a buy two get one. That's where I got my three. 
I think it was Little Deviants, FIFA, and something else. I think I got FIFA. I don't know. Oh, I what are your playing v- little, little Deviants? But, and it was funny because I think both me and you know this person. He no longer works at the um, the retailer, but his name was Jeremy. Yes. And he was a he was a pretty cool guy. Um, you pre-ordered at that store? I did. And I pre-ordered at the Morrow Target location, which wow. is no longer around. Okay, Vita next week? Or next week? Next month? Vita's 10 years old. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm in shambles. But he, he asked me, he's like, would you, you're, uh, you plan on picking this up at midnight? I said, oh, you're doing a midnight release? He goes, yeah, yeah. And so I drive up there at midnight. I go up. The parking lot's empty. The store lights are on. I walk in. I'm I'm the only one in the store, and it sounds like me getting a Wii U. Yeah, the next and it's him. It's him just standing at the counter. I said, "Dude, did you just come all the way up here?" And I'm the only one. I'm the only one here. He goes, "Yeah, I figured I'd ask you." He's like, "I don't live far," so it's like I know you. You're cool. So I figured you you seemed excited. So it's like, do you know where he's at now? Have you kept up with him? Last I knew, he was working at vehicles, a vehicle, vehicle location yes. Yes. that uh, is n- near to us. Yes, but right. I mean, it's yeah, I haven't I haven't seen or spoken to him in a minute. So, all right, here's your launch titles: Hot Shots Golf World Invitational, uh, Little Deviants, Mod Nation Racers Road Trip, Uncharted Golden Abyss, and Wipeout 2048. That was it. That was I, I was ex- extremely excited about Uncharted. So it was Little yep. Deviants and Uncharted. I got Little Deviants, Uncharted, and Wipeout. I think we're my buy to get one in Target. Launch window titles: uh, Gravity Rush, MLB 12, The Show, Reality Fighters, and Unit 13. Unit 13 was good as shit. I've heard that's a really really good one. It is a good one. EA Sports FIFA Soccer is on there. I think I passed on that one. I passed on Luminous also, even though I wanted that one. Uh, Rayman Origins. That's a good launch title. That whole system, it had a, it, it had some, some awesome Virtua titles. Virtua Tennis 4. Okay, Goddamn right Vita. Cesar drug, me. Cesar drug me to that Vita launch event thing with uh, Ray Gutierrez. We were there drinking the Vita coconut water and playing PS3 3D. We were playing Uncharted 3 on PS3 Gosh. 3D. And then when they f- freaking announced Killzone Mercenaries and showed that off. And played that beta. I played they the did fucking that beta. shit out of so that beta. So did I, dude. Yep. Oh my gosh, it was so good. That was a great first-person shooter. I feel the same way about Vita as I do about the Dreamcast. Like, you had something. Yeah. You had something... You sold us on it, and those who loved it bought into it, and then you pulled the plug on us well before we were ready to let it go. I th- I think it was the proprietary memory cards, and and that pricing of them was pretty ridiculous. Because I think I even dude spent... that Wi-Fi one was two ninety nine, right? The three G Wi-Fi yeah, combo after yeah after a few years they they dropped it you know dropped and got that Wi-Fi one. But two ninety nine for a portable PS three was not a hard sell in twenty 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 twelve twenty eleven twenty twelve twenty twelve. Especially after Cesar had drugged me and Russell to that thing and we tried it out at that 
uh, PlayStation Vita Social Club. It was like, okay, this is a real thing now. Even Little Deviants, when I was playing with that back touchscreen, I was like, holy shit. This is a new way to play games. It had that DS feel of, I can't play this anywhere else. This is cool-ass hardware. And then they had fucking Uncharted Golden Abyss right next to Uncharted 3 with the burning... You know that when the thing's on fire, when they're interrogating you, and you got to get out of that building, and everything's on fire, and they had Uncharted Golden Abyss right next to that, and they had new Hot Shots. They leaned into the best of the PlayStation Portable, in my opinion, with Hot Shots and Virtua Tennis, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And now you have an Uncharted that's portable. Oh god, mm-hmm. that that sold it. And I was like, "Yep, I'm good." A Wipeout. I had loved Wipeout on PSP. It's like, "Yep, let's go next Wipeout." And they were cards. You didn't have to deal with hearing the, the churning of the disc. And and I was 100% sold. I was blown away at that press conference where he reaches into his suit pocket, pulls out that Vita TV. Vita TV. Switch before switch, baby. I got mine on clearance, I'll admit. I got mine at Walmart for 40 bucks when they clearanced them. I don't think I got mine on clearance i think i got mine pretty cheap i waited for a while and got it a lot cheaper than it had originally retailed for yeah. i know that i was a and definitely then it sat in the box for forever i bought about mine day one and then i i bought it when GameStop fire sold all their used ones for 29 bucks and then i bought that one so yeah good choices all around at that point all right, we delved um, off into our usual reminiscing. Yeah. Unless uh, Brian's going to wrap us up. Yeah, one more real quick. Um, I dove back into... Uh, well, I guess I just restarted. Um, I didn't dive into my old save file, but I did um, boot up Psychonauts. I've been oh. talking about how uh, since I replaced the shells on my PS5 with the original white to the midnight black, that it is very reminiscent of the PS2. And so, and it's very apt that I, the first game that I purchased was, because it was on sale, the, the the Jack bundle. So, a bunch of PS2 games, um, Jack 1, 2, 3, and Jack X Racing, and then the first game I pop in there is uh, Psychonauts and start playing Psychonauts. So, um, and you beat I, the game. <laughs> not yet. Um, I started it up. Uh, like I said, the first time I played it, for some reason, it just it wasn't vibing with me. I just I I, I guess I just wasn't in the mood for that game because this time everything's clicking so well. The humor's great through the game. Um, nice. It is one of the. It's it's a 3D platformer collectathon kind of deal. Um but I mean it's the the writing and the humor and everything it's it's really good. That's, that's what it's top notch, yeah. Yeah, that's what's drawing me in. Um and I've just gotten to the point where I've unlocked my first psychic power which is pyrokinesis. So and you already I'm went through still, uh, coach Oleander's tutorial. Yeah. You have, uh, and then have you met Sasha yet? Yeah, Sasha I've, been, I've been through. Um, so, like he's saying, you when you start, you're at this camp, um, which I mean, he just ran through this game not too long ago. He ran through all of them, 
and Raz kind of breaks in. He's not supposed to be there. And it's just a summer camp of kids. Um, and they're being trained by three different, um, like psychonaut. Uh, there's this one, it's like a, like a militant, very, you know, uh, just like drill sergeant kind of guy. There's like a secret agent. Uh, and then there's this. It looks like uh, Tim Robbins. Don't tell yeah. me he doesn't look like Tim Robbins. Yeah, he does. <laughs> looks like Tim Robbins. It's a very and specific then, reference. And then there's this uh, like kind of a tall uh, lady who, I mean, we really, I haven't gotten much from either uh, her or, what you, would you say, is Sasha Nine? Sasha Nine is uh, the Tim Robbins character, and uh, the the militant guy is Coach Oleander. Yeah, and uh, like the first thing you have to do is you get sucked into uh, Oleander's mind, and it's like it's a war zone, a battlefield, and you've got to run through, and there's all sorts of sorts of cool things. And there's like I said, it's collectathon, but they they make it interesting because you find like. Um, crying uh, luggage and stuff and they say well oh yeah it's, that's emotional baggage and you've got to find a tag that corresponds to that bag bag and you can sort out everybody's you know <laughs> that's so good while, while you're you know while you're in somebody's mind you might as well sort out some emotional baggage and it's it's pretty it's it's pretty good um and yeah the the part where i've gotten uh I talked to Sasha and he made me like go into my own head. So I'm still pretty. Yeah. Cause I think that one, and they show you the, the game, the sensors, right? You know, you try yeah. to censor your own mind and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that is, I think that's another, it's still that first couple of hours of slow burns. Cause it, it kind of sets the mechanics of how that game is and the enemies and how yeah. it's played. So it's it usually that's why I, I think when I first played it too I never got far but I mean you just have to kind of like push through those first couple of hours and yeah. after that it really does take off so but I'm I've already that about it I'm already interested in just like walking around talking to all the different campers and stuff because there's always funny things um, interactions of people talking to each other and like there's uh, these two kids talking and he says you know something about oh yeah i've got a girlfriend now and kid number two is like so what does this mean kid number one's like oh i don't think it's gonna change anything you know me and you are best friends and the girl just comes <laughs> yeah, up we'll and goes, the girl comes up and she says what are you doing come on we're late for class come on right now and he follows her off <laughs> and um there's uh like a little kid that's uh he's like wearing a tinfoil hat and he you know, at one point said something about like at one time he made somebody's head explode or something. And he's, he's just a little awkward little kid. And, uh, yeah, his name was what Doogie. I think it was Dugan Dugan Dugan. Yeah. Yeah. Dugan Bowley. The, um, Oh my gosh. The, the lead voice actor, can't remember his name at the moment, but he's, he's Raz. Done, yeah, Raz's voice actor. He's done so many different things. He did Invader Zim. Um, he was uh, Daggett and Angry Beavers. I mean, he dude's been a voice actor in like. Shoot, everything. 
And he's he still does the voice in the, even the new Psychonauts, so he's done it for every yeah. Psychonauts. So, but uh, yeah, just after after messing around and downloading and watching everything download and uh, installing that, it was nice to be able to sit down and and get down to play that. But like I said, I didn't get to play much. Hopefully, I'll uh, get to sit down and play more of that this weekend. Um, and other than that, that's that's it. That'll be our week. More Legend of Dragoon, more Psychonauts, and more Resident Evil 4. That's what you came here to catch up on. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios.